Hello! It's Brian and I'm here. I'm here to do Street Fight tonight. Calling in. You know, people are going to call in. Uh, you know, I need calls. I have one call in the queue, so it fits four more. Uh, so if you've ever wanted to get in, get in. Uh, last night I was like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and uh, clean my mic. It's fucking gross. I, it's so... You want me to gross you motherfuckers out? I'm going to tell you something right now. <laughs> when I was smoking... Look at this. I don't know if you'll be able to see it. Just look into your... Look in. Is that not the grossest fucking shit you have ever seen in your life? Like, I was trying to clean it with a fucking toothbrush and alcohol. Shit won't come off. It is so nasty. I ordered new one, new, new gimmicks for the mic, but that's the grossest. It's from when I smoked. It's like, you know, you go run outside, you smoke a cigarette, you run back in and you talk into the microphone. So, yeah, very gross. It has been, I don't, what is an, uh, Psychic Gasoline says I need an ultrasonic uh, cleaner. I'm just going to buy a new thing. They're, you know, they're eight bucks, you know. You can buy a fucking uh, uh, new whatever this thing is on the end of the mic for $8, and I bought two. I don't smoke anymore, and uh, so I don't think it's going to cause much of a problem uh like i probably won't happen anymore uh what's up max overthruster how are you uh forever since breakfast says he still loves me grayson says the pop filter for the mic no it's not a pop i hate those fucking pop filters and i know i know i'm a professional i should do it but i really like the way the mic looks i love an sm58 baby and uh yeah, it's a it's an incredibly gross, incredibly gr gross microphone. I I I just I couldn't fucking believe it. Psychic gasoline saying, uh, feeling extremely pro worker tonight. New boss is turning out to be an absolute spineless company shill who actually thinks we get paid too much on holidays. And I know you're in uh. I I know you are in what's it called uh, um, retail. So that fucking sucks. Uh, when I worked at jewelry, we called that shit that came out of rings and necklaces cheese. <laughs> That's what it looks like. I mean, for the people that can't hear, that can't see it because they're watching the show or they're listening to the show, uh, on as a podcast, it is, it's foul. It's fucking nasty. Luter Jennings says, Hey, Bri, have you guys solidified plans for a POD cast meetup at sick new world? I am going to be at sick new world. Uh, I have. VIP tickets and I will uh get my ass I will be there and I will hang out I will be in 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 Las Vegas to see Corn and you know every new metal band that's not Limp Biscuit so uh but yeah I what I tried to do is so anyway I wake up today or yesterday I'm out my walk and you know it's Ohio State Michigan day and uh it can be extremely 
fucking it can be extremely uh what's the thing it it could be crazy here and uh so i was like all right uh i'm gonna go take a walk i'm gonna, I'm gonna walk on ohio state campus home game apparently very important game um and i was like i i don't watch football i, I said this on twitter today on thanksgiving my dad goes hey brian how do you think your michigan wolverines are gonna do because I wore a Michigan Wolverine starter jacket for the entire 10th and 11th grade year because it made people fucking crazy. So <laughs> I, uh, uh, I would wear it because I, you know, was Brian. I'm, I'm, I've always been Brian, baby. I've always been a, uh, I've always been that kind of dude. Um, so there's, oh, there's call. Damn. So something happened here. I didn't see how many calls we had. So we're going to have to start taking calls in just a second. But I want to just tell this story. I got like, I was like, I'm going to walk this and it's going to be 58 degrees. I'm going to take this nice walk, you know? So I take this walk and I go, I'm talking 20 miles, 16. It was 16. I don't like to exaggerate on mileage. So anyway, I go, I go that I go 16 miles and I'm probably mile 13, I would say. By the way, no chaos for the Ohio State-Michigan game because Ohio State lost. Like, just, it doesn't, people think it leads to riots, but it actually leads to uh, apathy and everybody getting depressed and the game ruining everybody's day and party. So it just, as I was walking, I was like, man, Everybody looks fucking sad. This doesn't seem fun. So I have to explain to people, like, like my dad, I was like, I only watch fake sports, dude. So, I mean, honestly, Ohio State would win if we were watching fake sports and they would win in dramatic fashion. So uh, my foot starts hurting. Now, I don't think I can explain how it feels, but I think, when you do that pain scale, motherfuckers do. I did not watch Survivor Series, Looter Jennings. I, I uh, can't. I can't sit down and watch that, that company. But, and also, my wife would have killed me if I just said, hey, we're watching a four-hour pay-per-view tonight after I watched four-hour pay-per-view last week or the week before. <laughs> but anyway, I, uh, my foot is just killing me. And I think it's a fracture. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But I know that when I broke my wrist, it hurt like heavy bad, you know, really bad. So I get up today and I'm like, tell my wife, I'm like, I got to take it easy today, man. I think my foot's fucked up. And uh, it's not the diabetes thing that I thought it was. It's not the sciatica. It's like real pain in my foot. So she's like, well, why don't you take it easy? So I do take it easy. I fucking sit up here and work. I came up in this room right now that I'm sitting in and I fucking worked today at getting some stuff together this week on the Patreon. Uh, we're going to make sure that Gutshot gets a video. We're going we're gonna to post Gutshot as a video. I'm recording a special um I'm recording a special Christmas show with the Blocked Party guys uh, where we're going to watch a video. We'll post the whole video. Um, 
And uh, so I'm like, I'm going to take it easy. And uh, she's like, okay. She goes to the grocery store. I fucking run out the door, walk six miles, which is taking it easy for me. But boy, did it hurt. And now I'm in like all kinds of pain. But I'm just going to take it easy tomorrow, I think. I've convinced myself now the new thing with me, though, is that like I convinced myself that I will not sleep if I don't walk. And that's the fucking problem right there. I won't, the, I won't burn enough energy if I don't take a ridiculously long walk in order for me to fall asleep at night. So when I'm laying in bed at night and I just watch six miles like I did today, if I don't fall asleep, I'm going to be laying in bed at fucking 2.30 in the morning going like this. Should have fucking walked longer, man. Should have done 20 miles, baby. It, that was a, a fool's errand. That was a huge mistake. So I don't know. I know I don't give you guys the peek into my stupid, dumb brain as much anymore uh, because we're busy. We're, we're talking about, you know, uh, how to be a patriot, how to be. Uh, uh, no, it's not Trump mindset, though, right? Uh, exercise does help you sleep. That's the thing, Zach H. That's what I'm saying. And like, that's what I think is the new thing. I think I'm just, I've convinced myself that I will not, I just, I have to, I have to move all day or I won't fall asleep. Uh, and I don't know what I, I guess I could lift, lift weights or something like that. But, uh, so, and I'm not going to J-O Max Overthrust. Max Overthruster says, instead of walking, try marathon J-O session. Hey, a, a kid in his house. Well. She's 18, but, uh, you know, uh, I will never be less of a goofball, Hank, in the chat. Let's take some fucking calls. I'm ready to answer some fucking calls. I just wanted to talk to you all today. And, yes, thank you, Psychic Gasoline. He says, oh, yeah, we put together the clues. Look, I'm getting normaler as the days go. I've been talking to my buddy, uh, uh, Karen Geyer, who, who she co-hosted with me recently. And uh, she is doing the ketamine treatments and letting me know that it has extremely helped her. Uh, so I'm really happy for her, too. And anybody who does it and gets their life sort of squared away. Uh, I mean, honestly, you'll, you'll still think you're, you'll still be crazy like me, but you won't have panic attacks. So I guess that's fine. <laughs> Let's take a call here. Uh, well, hello there. Who am I talking to tonight? Hey, it, you're, you're talking to Hank in Los Angeles. Well, Hank, I need you to talk for a second because I got to get my kratom in me. How you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I can cover while you go get your kratom. Um, I'm, I'm just think, thinking about your foot and uh, and, I'm and, right and here, realizing buddy. that you're in a pretty. Oh. I'm right here. I got my, okay. I got it right here at the table with me. I just uh, needed to drink it. Oh, I see. I thought you had to get up and walk around. I was going to go on a whole spiel about loving yourself. I ain't fucking walking. I ain't walking okay. nowhere right now for the rest of the night. I'm in pain. Yeah. Yeah. If it gets worse overnight, um, it, 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 it's definitely not a good sign. Sometimes it's a sprain and you might feel a little bit better the next day or whatever, but 
Yeah, unfortunately, Americans have to be very hope it goes. We have to do uh, hope it goes away first. That's always the first thing we do with healthcare. We can't do any kind of prevention or any kind of like uh, just be careful because you might end up in thousands of dollars of debt just for having some asshole look at your foot. Sorry for calling the well, doctors assholes. To... They're not the. They're not. I I think go ahead, maybe go ahead. I should ask you and the uh, uh, people in the chat. I just forgot what I was going to ask. That was fucking crazy. I was just so in my head about, about all the other stuff. Hope it goes away. You know? hope. hope it goes away. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. And I feel almost like a drug guy uh, in a way because the reason I've decided, like, even if I go to the doc, I have insurance, so I could 100% go to the doctor and I have a flexible spending account so or whatever health savings account so it wouldn't come out of my bank account or anything like that so I could go to the doctor it's not a it's not a money thing it's not an insurance thing it is just like I mean when you're in pain in 2022 I mean they don't really do anything about it you know they tell you to fucking walk it off uh you know, the DEA has or doctors that, terrified yeah. of, of, of prescribing things that make the pain go away. So it's just kind of like you go in there and they're like, have you tried stretching your foot? And it's like, yeah, I fucking tried stretching it by walking 20 miles and it didn't work. It still hurts like fuck. Um, but that's kind of the thing like with me is like, I just, I've seen my friends and, and my wife and, and even people online who have like, you know, messaged me in the past and been like, you get hurt and uh, uh, you get hurt and then you go to the doctor and they're like, here's four Vicodin, take one quarter of one every 12 hours. And it's like, what's the, what's the fucking point? You know what I mean? Like, I, I can do that. I can fucking do that. I can take fucking You're doing that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but I guess like, I don't think anything swollen. Hootie Al says, uh, first of all, psychic gasoline said Brian was told to walk it off by a doctor as a kid and took it literally, which <laughs> I have been walking it off for years. I've never told why I walk. I don't, I, or I haven't told it in years. The reason I walk every day, my wife came home from demons. work one time. It's well, I think it's demons now. My wife came home from work yeah. one time 10 years ago, I think. It was after I had quit the cable company and everything. I was I was already stay-at-home dad, all that shit. And uh she was like and my daughter was going to school and it, she, my daughter was in school. I'm a stay-at-home dad. I have all day, you know, before I have to go pick her up in elementary school. My wife goes, hey, they're doing this thing at my work where if you walk 10,000 steps a day, it's like a contest, you know? We gotta get 10,000 steps a day. As soon as she told me that, I was like, I'll bet you I can get fucking 20,000 steps a day, you know? I'll bet you I could get 30,000 steps a day. And now I'm at the point where I'm kind of routinely getting 45,000 steps a day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you've got you've banked up some like a day or two off won't won't. I mean, I, I understand how your routine might get messed up because you've told yourself that you have to walk to go to sleep. But just trick off a couple times extra, you know, just wear yourself out with your shoulders 
you don't need to do like, especially tomorrow, if it's worse, you know, don't ch- don't keep challenging it. Like you might, like you uh, seem to be. Cause uh, like what you're saying too, is they'll just give you some pain drugs. And also for a lot of foot things, it's just like, well, don't use it for a while. Just go easy on it. But if it's a fracture or uh, some sort of th- something that's worse, it's good to rule that out. And uh, meanwhile, maybe wrap it up though. I was going to say, maybe you got some ace bandages. Do the whole thing. I put, get your wife, have her I put do. her knee up, put your put your foot on her knee, and she can wrap it up like you're about to go to a boxing fight. She did, but it didn't it didn't feel like it did much of anything. But then when I unwrapped it, it did hurt a little more. So maybe the wrap did help. Mm. Now I'm wearing one of these weird. She's got like this weird like like compression sock, but the front is cut off, so my toes are sticking out. Um. I'm wearing that, and I, I gotta tell you, I don't, I don't know if that's doing anything. Uh, but I'm. You got good looking toes. I got beautiful fucking feet. Cute, I talked to toes. two dominatrixes one yeah. time in Los Angeles, and they told me that I could sell foot pictures for forty dollars a piece. And I've considered it well, at times. What's that? Yeah, shit, man. What are their numbers? I need to have my feet checked out by them. See if I got a, a career in the uh, works. That sounds awesome. Want to yeah. hear about the grossest think, job I've ever heard of? What is it? All right. A guy, uh, I did uh, stand up with him back in the old days in Chicago, and he, his job was driving out to old folks' homes with a Dremel, and he had, a, he had to do some training. It's like a low-end medical kind of technician job. And his job was to use a sanding grinder disc or something on a Dremel tool, and uh, older folks in, 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 in various facilities have a hard time um, cutting their toenails so they uh and they can't and they get so big and thick and yellow and gross that they can't you know conventional tools don't work so you need to bring in an expert so his job was was grinding uh old people's toenails down uh and he's like yeah yeah i was like oh that's fucking horrible and he's like yeah look i got all this powder stuck in my coat and he's like opening the seams on his coat and he's like look at all that that's old, old people's toenail dust that's so, so that guy had a bad that's job that's so funny because like I, yeah. I always tell my wife, whenever we walk together, I point at the uh, um, barber shop. Anytime I'm at a barber shop, I point at the dumpster and say, "That's fucking full of hair, bro." And like she gets so nasty because I talked about this on Twitter fucking probably five six years ago. But like, I think, I think I asked what amount of money it would take. For you to jump into a dumpster full of hair. It's like a thing that I've thought of, you know, and just jump in, jump out. You're done, but it's full of hair. And I asked and I said, you know, I I would do it. I'd probably do it for like $5,000. But then motherfuckers jumped in and were like, I'd do it for 500. So I don't think it's that gross, I guess. But it's always something I, I think about because it's like. People hate hair. It is like a thing. I've talked about it on here a lot, how much people are just like so grossed out by hair. And the reason I wouldn't want to jump into a a dumpster full of hair isn't because I think it's gross. It's because it's itchy. It would be so itchy. I don't, I don't go to a barber because of that. Like, I don't go to a barber because it's oh, easier see. for me to stand without a shirt on and just shave my head and my face and then jump in the shower and be done with it. Because I, I, you know, 
hair gets everywhere. It makes you itchy. And I quit. I quit doing yeah. that uh, uh, a long time ago. So, yeah, I, I just... I, uh, as a fellow... I was just, uh, as a fellow bald, uh, we cut our hair. We still got to cut the sides, you know, until we, it's not like it's all gone. It's just, you know, it's like a, a soccer, it's like a children's soccer field. There's still hair. There's still grass on the edges. You got to cut that, but you're <laughs> cutting short hair. Like my, like my hair, when I, when it gets to over an eighth of an inch, that's where I'm like, well, my hair's getting kind of long. So when you cut it, although lately this past couple of years, I've just been letting it kind of go. I don't really give a shit, but, um, when you cut it, it's tiny little bits. And each one of those is a scratching uh, 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 danger, you know, and that, that does, if you can't shower right away after trimming your own head, it's a nightmare. I've had to do that before. Where I wasn't able to shower and I had to like go out or something it with, and it's awful. And then you're in a rush. And you, miss, you miss part of your hair. You got to be a little thorough. You ever leave like a stripe on the back of your head? It looks horrible. <laughs> yeah. My wife will be like, hey, you got, you missed a spot. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I wear a hat. Like I'm always in this hat. Right. I, I take this hat off when I lay in my bed. I finally take the hat off and just throw it on the floor. And even then, like, and this isn't because of my baldness. I, I mean, everybody knows I'm a fucking bald guy. But in the end, I, I even lay around in my house. I lay around in my house with a hood on. Like, I, I love, like, uh, uh, having something on my head. It feels good. It makes me feel comfortable and it's really weird because I, I would say when i was 19 20 years old i couldn't wear a hat i was just like man i'm never fucking gonna wear a hat uh uh it's not comfortable it bugs me and then i started to go bald and got real sensitive about it and started wearing a hat now i'm like i can't mm -hmm. imagine my head feels so strange without a hat on that uh uh i i don't wear it but i am i am a hat Oh, I like that. Mochi in the chat said, he's a hat man. I, I can't ever get that song right. And uh, Psychic Gasoline, being a hairy dude means it takes a lot longer to dry after showers. See, I'm not hairy. It don't take me any time. You considered. And this is just me fucking spitballing out ideas for you. Have you considered hair dryer? The whole body. That would, that's something I would, maybe they should make like a yeah. fucking heat fan. Maybe they should make, okay, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm coming in. Go ahead. I'm coming into an, oh, Scott Olinger said, I've called into work for not being able to find my hat before. <laughs> it sucks, man. I can't leave the house. I'm like, where's one of my old hats? I don't know. I have like a bunch of old hats in my office. Like the old like bad supreme hats but here's the here's the invention i think i just came up with okay so it will be a sort of heat strip around the door of the house okay like of the bathroom so it will be like a strip of of kind of heat spraying stuff and when you get out of the tub you stand in front of the door in the bathroom and it blows fucking hot air at you, and you're just clean. You're dry. Now, there yeah. could be an like, issue. Yes, Zach H. said, like, a public restroom dryer for the whole body. That is exactly what I'm getting at. Now, I do have one issue. Before you all bring it up, I mean, you're starting your day sweating in that situation. <laughs> Wait, why, why are you sweating? 
you get out of the shower and you shoot hot air at yourself, you know? Oh, it'll, well, it'll raise out, temperature. Yeah, okay. You're right. Yeah. You, you get a hot shower, you get out, and you yeah. shoot hot air at yourself. You're fucked. You're fucking sweating immediately. <laughs> it's a mess. It's a I mess suppose, in the yeah, bathroom yeah. for you hairy guys. That's a, great, that's, a, that's a good invention, though. I like that. Yeah, in your hair, your, your, all your hair, your, like I have uh, chest hair, stomach hair, back hair, you know, genital hair. Uh, but my body is losing hair. My legs are like pretty much completely bald and uh, my beard is actually falling out. I've had a very nice beard for many, a uh, couple of decades. And in the last couple of years, it's starting to go. It's been, it's about 40% gone now. Um, this old lady neighbor of mine caught me on my back balcony where I have my woodworking shop. And she gave me a whole lecture about how I should Google. She, she suggested I look it in, put it into Google and uh, maybe I'll find some a- answers. It's funny. It's funny how people are like, okay, with just, uh, commenting on something that you might be really uh upset about or is sensitive and i don't really feel like talking to uh people about what to do about my beard i'm not thin enough to shave it off it hides my neck fat because that's the obvious answer is oh well just start shaving it completely off it's like well i've had a beard for 20 something years now man i like my beard i look good with a beard it's devastating honestly i could use some medical care to see what's happening because <laughs> it's terrifying fuck i don't want to lose some my rogaine put some rogaine on your face dude have you thought about that? I don't know if yeah. that stuff works. Well, I was so broke when my hair was falling out. And I was still like, I told my wife, mm-hmm. I was like, man, uh, I was thinking, I was thinking I'm going to get on Rogaine back when I'm starting to lose my hair. Fucking 2002. Yeah. And uh, she's like, yeah, fuck. You know, I, I don't care. Either way, you go bald, you get Rogaine. I don't care. But if you're feeling bad about it, you got to get on the Rogaine. So I fucking tight. Right. I don't know what I did. I went to the store and I grabbed the Rogaine and it's already too expensive for the way the lifestyle I was living at that time. I mean, it would have been, I had no money at that time, so I couldn't have afforded it, but they said, now here's the thing they said. They said Rogaine only solves the, the back part of the head. It doesn't solve the fucking front hairline. It's not even for that, hmm. right? So like, right. it was just like, uh, oh, okay, I guess. Like, and then once you lose the hair, it ain't coming back. You got to get surgery. And there's no fucking way I'm ever getting surgery. It just, I'm not getting hair plugs. I'd rather just not have hair. If I got hair plugs, I would want them to give me long hair. You know, like, 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 like a fucking pro wrestler hair. Yeah. Or different hair. It'd be like a carpet sample. Just get like a, like a two inch square patch of just the various kinds. Well, now wigs are like, like, uh, uh, wigs do are they, something I'm do they, fine looking into. Do, do, do they do the snap wigs? Remember that was a thing with like toupees, like where they actually Maurice bolt wigs. like a couple of uh, metal metal snaps to your head, and then you have to snap it on. Is that still a thing? Was that even real? What do you think about I that? Because wigs look okay, amazing, at least in the movies. I don't hang around with wig people very much. Here's the thing: you got to pick a hat or a fucking wig, and I picked a fucking hat. And hat. Uh, yeah. if it all sort of, uh, uh, what's the word? It all, I can't grow long hair. Mochi in the chat said, Brian should rock a bald pony hat tail. I can't, 
I can't grow hair back there. It won't grow long. Um, but, uh, you know, you choose a wig or you choose a hat, but it has the same result. Everybody knows you're bald and you're trying to hide it. It's the way I think. I don't think anybody thinks that about hats. But I think when you see a 43-year-old man with a hat, that's probably what they're doing, you know, with a baseball cap. So, like, you get... You, you get the hat, you get the, uh, um, if you get the wig, everybody fucking knows you got the wig. I have never in my life seen a wig that works. People say that Howard Stern's hair is a wig, but I don't believe that. So I, I'm, I'm fully not wig pilled on Howard Stern. I think he, that's his hair. But, but like, um. I don't know. I just don't think a wig ever works. A toupee never fucking works. So uh, just go with a hat and then buy cool hats. That's the fucking thing, dude. The coolest fucking thing about hats is they make very cool ones. Like this Cubs one I'm wearing. It's a very cool hat. Or the red Yankees cap I wear, which people always think is a Yankees thing, but it's a Fred Durst thing. Or the, uh, um, but yeah. Plugs are not, they don't call plugs, it's not plugs, it's the thing Anthony Cumia got. Um, not Transplant. plugs, it, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I would do it. If I had a I don't know, yeah. few thousand dollars, I think I'd get dreadlocks transplanted on my head. I would do that. I don't know right. why, though. I don't think I'd look good with hair. I didn't have hair when I had hair. When I could grow hair, I didn't have hair, Hank. I shaved it. You, so. Oh, I see. You shaved it. Yeah. Yeah. I always had very fine hair. I remember when I uh, would get my hair cut at the, at the salon in my teens, the a lady once, and you know, she's like a cool, like sexy older lady. You know what I mean? Just at that age, everyone's a sexy older lady. And she goes, uh, you got baby hair. You, you're, you're, you got baby hair. It's so fine. And I was like, is that, uh, yeah. I didn't have any idea if that was good or not. I was like, oh, but then it started falling out in my later teens. And um, it's just kind of been all downhill from there. You know, I peaked at 14. I, I need to get this out here for the Shocktoberheads. Uh, Mobile Newman said individually right. placed follicles. That is what Anthony Cumia called it. He said it's not plugs. It's individually placed follicles is what he said when he got the surgery done. Yeah. And I, that was the line that was going through my head was like, I don't know. I just, I'm not getting, I'm not getting surgery. I'm not even getting the eye shit. You know, I'll just get better glasses. I'll get cool glasses. I'm oh. not even gonna do the eye thing. You know, I I just don't. I just don't know if like there's any reason to to uh, uh if I was getting surgery and I've said this and I don't want to say this on the show that much, but if I did anything, it would be, and I know I I I, I know I lipo suction is the one i would do if i had the chance but i don't even know if they do that anymore i just am too lazy to you know do it but i wouldn't get any of them to tell you the truth I'm, i don't want surgery i hated getting surgery the time i got it, it sucked it hurt like sure. hell. um so how was your thanksgiving hank Oh, it was, it was nice. I didn't do anything at all. I stayed in. I didn't, uh, yeah, I cooked, I cooked, uh, a couple of days before I made a casserole with uh, chicken and uh, a bunch of chicken quarters and a uh, little, little cooking tip, by the way. Uh, I, I made like a broccoli 
cream of mushroom and some other veggies. You just mm. got to mix a bunch of crap into a casserole pan, add some junk. Hang on. Use the broccoli stem as a roasting rack to keep your chicken slightly above the mushy pile of, of, of gruel below so it's not soaking. It actually works quite well because you got to get that air circulating for it to sort of roast uh, thoroughly. It'll still cook in the muck, but it'll get soggy. So that's just a little cooking tip for everybody who doesn't want to use a metal roasting rack. Use your broccoli stems. Oh, How's that? Huh? Turned on? I, 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 I got to say this, though. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter on Friday or Saturday, but I, I decided no. that we're not doing casseroles anymore. So, what? sorry. You, that's horrible. Why? Why not? I just decided Explain we're yourself. not making those anymore. You know? Uh, uh, I just decided they're gross. Improvise. They're gross. Yeah. They're never no. good. They're always, they're always, 100% of the time, you're dumping a box in a can. And then another box and another can. That's what it is. You can say, oh, I bought fresh. Uh -huh. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You bought that Campbell's Cream Mushroom or maybe even the generic brand. Uh, and I just, I think we're done with, I think casseroles, they've outlived their, like, it's like ham salad, Hank. It's just flat. It's, it's just flat soup. Overcooked flat soup is what a casserole is. It's stew. In a casserole, it's all it is. They got it. You're overthinking it. Casserole is just no. a bunch of schmutz mixed together in a in a in a shallow pan, and then you're. In, but it's not intended to be necessarily eaten as a soup. I'm saying it's a, in the in the spirit of experimentation. You can make any kind of stew out of meat and veggies and water, and just like casserole, you can just add. You can make it a potato based one. You can add some veggies. Cream and mushroom always makes a good filling. And no, I did not follow my yes. my grandpa's family recipe for our own homemade mushroom soup i did buy the i did buy store-bought <laughs> so but i, I you know i think this. it's okay for you to take a principled stand against defending what you believe you know that, that's healthy freedom with crispy onions i'm sorry i saw a guy in the chat that or someone in the chat oh, i don't that. like that though. french I don't onions like crisp, crisp i don't need that shit oh uh and by the way you can mix you know, the lasagna is a whole right. lasagna is a whole different thing i'm talking about the shit that your family brings on Thanksgiving. If you're in the Midwest, it's just a bunch of gruel is what it is. And yeah, yeah, you know, there's way better foods out there. I, I honestly, I don't even like Thanksgiving food to tell you the truth. Um, and I haven't eaten, uh, I haven't eaten a casserole in many years. I ate like a little bit of Turkey and it sucked because the place they bought it at fucking botched it. And then, uh, uh, cause they buy a smoked mm -hmm. turkey and then a regular turkey that they make and the place that the smoked turkey, they just totally botched the fucking thing. And then, uh, and then, uh, my buddy smoked a prime rib, which was pretty sick. I, I, uh, uh, I really love it. And then, uh, I made pizza dough, um, incredible pizza dough, by the way, it was, uh, it was pizza dough. New York style cold fermented pizza dough. And I just had pizza when I got home. I was like, I ate a little bit you, of the food and I was like, whatever, man, this food's all gray. You made I don't it. like it. Sorry. You made the pizza dough yourself from flour and I do water. I, yeah, I'm real that's great. At that I've shit. done that. Yeah. I've, I've done. That's, that's rad. Baking is a, is, is a trip because at first you start, you think you're going to screw it all up and you probably will the first couple of times, but it's really rewarding to do. I used to bake a whole bunch back uh, back in the day. I haven't spent a while, but yeah, that's awesome. You're like, oh, I'm pretty good. 
I'm really good at pizza ro- pizza dough, and I'm really good at like uh, uh, I'm really good at pizza dough. I'm really good at like bread, and uh, I'm just pretty good at baking. I'm really I'm uh, that's probably where my strong suit in cooking is. Uh, but yeah, I yeah. I taught myself how to do pizza get- dough, and then I got sort of obsessed with like making New York style pizza dough. And uh, it, it's just something that I've been like kind of obsessed with. And uh, so I started doing that. It's the kind that has to rise for three days in a refrigerator and shit like that. It's a real high stakes game, if I'm telling you the truth. Because, you know, yeah. it's rising for three days. You're like, I don't fucking know. But it was good. It's like very good. Yeah. Yeah. And I used the fancy flour. That's some, I'm just some bad big, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah, like you get, Thanksgiving. You, get start, you start to learn a different type of flour. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like Thanksgiving. Hate it. Eh, it's a problematic holiday anyway, you know, and fuck it. And, uh, you know, yeah. I went and hung out with I mean, my family. Yeah. Well, I, I understand. I'm not trying to say that, but I, I'm trying to make it so I sound like really good, you know, problematic. Oh, yeah. You know, don't be too low. Um, uh, we we should have four Thanksgiving be. here. There should be. Or, 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 yeah, me too. I know. I'm I'm very woke. I'm proud of it, actually. But we, Thanksgiving we should, should be every holiday. Off. All the other holidays are fucking stupid shit. Yeah, exactly. Like Americans love Thanksgiving because it's one of the couple times a year where they get some time. And and what what do we do with that time? Is we get angry about politics and we shop because we're just such a, a freaking captured people. Our whole psyche is demented by our capitalist nightmarish uh, culture. So yeah, but like Nobody- we should have all kinds of time off. Nobody talked politics this year. Uh, the, the problem is uh, they don't want to get me started. I have uh, intimidated everybody into just being like, let's not bring that stuff up because he's annoying. And uh, it's been nice. <laughs> so no politics. Uh, I don't yeah. go to the in-laws except for uh, I, I, they ought to pick one. They either get Christmas or Thanksgiving, and I guess they get Christmas this year. And, uh, mm. yeah, I just, I hate it. I just, I, I just, no politics, no, uh, uh, no interesting stuff. My dad spent the whole day telling me about cruises that he'd been on. And here's the fucking problem with that. I thought he was going on, like, nice cruises, you know, because he's like, we just stay on a boat the whole time. It's great. Fucking everything you ever need is on the fucking boat. So I, I was I thought he was like me, you know, a fancy boy, a fancy lad. And he would he would yeah. uh, uh, go on a nice cruise. This motherfucker is going on third tier cruises. He's like on the boat. He's on the old boats, this motherfucker. And it's just like, wow, that is sad. And they're doing it all the time. I mean, they go on and they look for last minute deals and then they just fucking go and get on the boats. And it is just such a fucking, it let me down so much because I thought they were doing luxury. They're not doing luxury. They're on an old boat. Right. I don't think my dad's a four-star hotel guy. Yeah. I don't think my dad's a four-star hotel guy like me. I think he's a three-star hotel guy and a motherfucker is flying spirit airlines everywhere it's like fuck shit man <sighs> he's a half a star that's, guy and it, that sucks yeah uh, it's like it's fun when they uh it's like he's doing that 
the last trips before they crash the boats into that recycling beach where they tear them apart, you know, how they, or they crash them. <laughs> I don't know what they do with old. <laughs> it's just like, but have you been on a cruise? I went on one. It was miserable. It's just like, never. It, I mean, we got I'll drunk it was with a girlfriend. We got drunk a whole bunch. We made a couple of friends, but it was just like, we didn't even really have sex. We were too like a little seasick and I'm not, you know what I mean? It just it was just like, we were just like drunk, hung over or like, tired and a little out of it and we these, these obnoxious day trips i think she won it on a radio show so it was probably a look like a, a two-star cruise but man it was miserable but it's weird that people go back like one time okay you should experience it one time although it's a giant uh, horrible uh, industry for the environment but okay one time or even twice i can understand it once to alaska once to florida you're good to go back, it's just like, I want to be trapped on a mall. I know this is hacky, but like you're, you're stuck on a mall with a bunch of obnoxious people. Like that, what's yeah. the pull? It's so weird. Well, I don't understand that. That's what uh, psychic gasoline just asked me. Uh, what would your dad spend more on that? You would skimp out on nothing for real. Nothing. Uh, I, well, okay. No, no, because, okay. He has a hot tub in his basement. That is like a portable sort of blow up hot tub, which is fucking nutty. And it's in his basement. And, and I would say, okay, he bought the fucking hot tub and put it in his fucking basement. I'll get a picture of it around Christmas. You see this hot tub, you're going to be like, that's the saddest shit I ever saw in my life. It's an unfinished basement. They're sitting in an unfinished basement in a hot tub with like a 28 inch TV. But he did spend that money. But if I was wanted a hot tub, I'd get a nice one and put it in a place that's beautiful, not in the basement. So I don't think there's anything. I guess like, no, there's nothing. But uh, there's nothing. I can't think of a yeah. single fucking thing. I go to his house and I just look around. I, he has Bose sound systems. How's that? But I have Bose speakers. He gave them to me, but I have them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't think there's anything. I he makes so much more money than me, and he's so much cheaper than me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Hank, I gotta yeah, I mean, get. You know, I got both of us. Yeah, yeah. Take the next nice. call. I got mine. We, we, we I've been taking up. Well, thanks. No, it's let good me to hear from you, buddy. You call fast. again. Final. Make cinnamon rolls. Make I do. cinnamon rolls. Christmas time. I oh, do. you do? All right. Yeah, hell yeah. All right. That's fucking rad. I, that gets, that, all right. Bye. Love you. Love everybody. Gets Hank excited. I got Hank excited over there with my cinnamon roll talk. It's fucking cinnamon rolls, baby. Let's answer this next call. Oh, hello. Who am I talking to? Hey, uh, Jacob. In What's Oklahoma. Up, Jacob? In Oklahoma. Love. Uh, I like Wait, do I know you, Jake, from Oklahoma? I don't think so. Oh, I was going to say, I have a friend named Jake from Oklahoma. (laughs) So it kind of hit me like, wow. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I've known you for years. No. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I've been listening for a long time. Uh, Finally happened to see that the call-in show is going on on Twitter. So I decided to call in. Um, one thing that I heard you talked about, the, like cigarette smoke buildup on uh, the mic thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
in like 2014, I worked at the Apple store and there was this one guy who brought this, uh, you know, Apple used to make this like tower, this massive, big, bulky tower computer. Anyway, he brings one in and he's like, Hey, it's overheating. Da 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 da. And so we get it to the back and open it up. And there is at least a quarter inch layer. And I swear to God of just cigarette gunk inside of the computer. Uh, so much so that, uh, Myself and the other two guys who were looking at it immediately kind of got a like wild little nicotine buzz, uh, and we had to like put it back together and take it back to them and say, "I'm sorry, we can't, we we can't work on this." I, it was. I grew up. Uh, I grew up with this woman. Well, one of my friends, his sister, smoked a lot of cigarettes. I'd be so surprised if she's alive still. She, I mean, she would probably be close to fifty. And she smoked, she didn't just smoke cigarettes. She smoked 100s, which is longer cigarettes, which is. Oh, yeah. Oh, I always yeah. saw people that smoke 100s as being the craziest mother. Because it's like, damn, the cigarette too. <laughs> like, fucking it's cool like, down, it's like man. American, it's like the American spirit. Like those motherfuckers are a cigar. Like, yeah, the whole point of a cigarette is it's quick. You get it over with. You move on. Yeah, no. Uh, I yeah, say all this. I but, definitely went through hundreds of days. Me too. But she would sit in her bedroom. <laughs> she would sit in oh, her bedroom. Oh, oh. And it was crazy because her dad didn't oh. smoke. He just let his kids smoke in the house, which was fucking just unheard of That's for a dude wild. to just be like, yeah, go ahead. You know, whatever. I don't care. I don't smoke. Whoa. Um, yeah, I'd never heard Especially of that in my life any smoke. other place. Huh? Wow. I was saying, especially because he doesn't smoke. Like, if you don't smoke, cigarettes smell like shit. Like, I know. I couldn't. Bad. I think about it still like, to this day, where, like, you just let a bunch of teenagers sit in your house and fucking smoke cigarettes, and you didn't smoke. That's a psycho thing to fucking do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not psycho. It's nice. It's just, he wasn't, like, this incredibly, he wasn't this, like, super nice dad. You know what I mean? He was just a right. dude that, uh, you know, he was just like, whatever, come over, smoke cigarettes and, or come, you know, right. you're, you're welcome to come over and hang out. You know, you sit over there, you, you, you smoke some cigarettes. And, uh, but she would sit in her bedroom and at a desk. Okay. With uh, a TV uh, on the oh, desk, no. like, a computer sure. and she would just fuck it pound cans of uh, coke and smoke fucking 100s yeah. in the fucking Ugh. tv the fucking tv it, it looked almost like sepia in a way like it had <laughs> yeah. like all around the outside of the thing it just was so smoky yes. and like i could not i could not figure it out you know what I mean? Like, I, I just was like, I should have quit smoking then. I smoked in my house until I my wife got pregnant. That I lived in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They don't even let you do that anymore, though, I don't think. If you're living in an apartment, I don't think you're allowed to smoke in there. Uh, uh, no, definitely I was not allowed to when I did. Uh, yeah. But here we are. 
<laughs> I don't know if they if they can put that in your lease or whatever. I think in my lease they were like no fucking pets and and I think they said no smoking. And there's a lady two apartments yeah. down that that does smoke, and then like she'll go outside to fucking blast a cig, and the uh-huh. neighbors will come out and fucking yell at her for it. And it is, and she just yells back at them. Like during the summer, they're just out there fucking yelling at each other constantly. Stop smoking out there. It's fucking coming in my window. Check your fucking window. It's just like, fuck. It gets crazy. You know, every, it gets crazy around lot. here. <laughs> I, I didn't realize, uh, oh fuck, Ohio? Yeah. Yeah. I realize Ohio is so wild. Well, it's just this neighborhood's really weird because it's like uh, I live here because uh, you know it's a good school district, but it's also downtown, right? And it's it's like uh, uh, I live in the part of the school district that broke people moved into to get their kids in a nice school district. So like right. I'm there's a there is like a, a up the hill there is like a whole thing going on with rich people. Nothing ever happens up there. Houses like million dollar houses and shit like that. But down here, $1,000 a month for an apartment. And my neighbors probably pay a thousand to $1,500 a month for an, I got a three bedroom apartment with a basement for 1200 is what I pay. So like down here, it's like this two bed right now. Yeah, yeah. And down here, down here at this part of the hill, that it's sort of a mixed bag of who moves here. And like right. you know, it's a lot of libs because it's still downtown. Yeah. So like there's a lot right. of libs and right. stuff, but then there's these people that are like, I want my kids to go to this school. And uh right. they're uh, they don't sometimes match well with the with the libs down here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's yeah, fucking I mean, like, funny though. Oklahoma is like or Oklahoma City is one of or Oklahoma County, which is like the county Oklahoma City is in, is one of two counties in the state uh that hasn't voted red in I don't know, forty years or something. It's us I love Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. I love that place. Yeah. I thought that place was cool as man. Fuck. It's you know, I, I've I've been here for thirty years. Sorry, I was sex for four years, but I have seen this place change. But I think having been here so long, it just still feels like just Oklahoma City, you know? <laughs> it's a cool place, but that's man. Cool we, that, went like, there, we went down there because we did a Texas tour. So we did Dallas, right. Houston, uh, and Austin, and then Oklahoma City. And um, I don't I don't remember what the place was called that we played at, but it was the only club that didn't try to fuck us over. The Speakeasy was what it was called. It's the only club that didn't try to fuck us over. Yeah, on that tour. Oh, I love And the people were so nice. That. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the people were cool. super nice. Yeah, yeah. No, there's yeah. a lot of shitty owners of clubs here. Uh, Texas clubs are yeah. monsters. All Texas clubs are fucking yeah. owned by fucking absolute evil monsters if <laughs> yep i i used to pretend to be a dj when i was uh, younger and uh trying to do anything with any 
real club that wasn't owned by someone I knew personally was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Those are the king of small business tyrants because yep. they fucking yep. think they're giving you, I mean, they think they're giving, I mean, they think they're in show business, but they also think mm -hmm. they're, yeah. they think, they're not in show business. They're in the bar owning business. The person is performing right. in the show business, but they think they're in Correct. show business, yeah. but they also operate like small business tyrants. And they're some of the worst, you know, I've told the story about, yep. we did a gig in Austin at this place called the red door. And they were like, yeah. Hey, you know, Hey, you know, you got, uh, once you sell $800 worth of beer, that, then you start getting paid. So you have to sell or a thousand dollars worth of beer or something like yep. that. And we're like, we're like, that's fucking easy. That's not going to be hard with our people. They drink and, and we had sold a ton of tickets and it, everything was fine. Uh, we get there and, and those fucking motherfuckers, <laughs> they told us that uh, we had to be done by 10. So we got there at eight and had to be done by 10. Oh, and fuck then off. Oh, yeah. God. So, like, there was no... Because most of the time we were there, well, we were yeah, fucking performing. So they're not going to get up to get beer. Yeah. They're not going to get right. up to get beer. So I had, like, a half oh, hour to sell $1,000 worth of beer. It's called the North Door, and they, Pyongyang Jim said they don't exist anymore. Thank God. Those fucking people deserve it. Well, That was well, such a fucking fuck shit out. place. Yeah. I, I get... I get I, it's been fucking... Three or four years, I still get fucking mad about it to this day. It just pisses well, yeah. me. That kind of shit. Yeah, because you're like, fuck, I sold the, you know, we sold. Yeah, we sold a decent amount of tickets. I know that. Right. And it just, it didn't work out that, that show. I think, and then we did Dallas, and in Dallas, the motherfucker was like, uh, yeah, we'll pay you next week. <laughs> That's not how it works, dude. Uh <laughs> yeah, no. yeah we'll mail you a check <laughs> fuck you dude give me the money yeah, I'll, here's my other two i'll get you back yeah uh, because he's like he he was like they were like uh oh the owner's not here he'll mail you a check and it was just like oh cool because i'm on tour and i need to deposit that fucking check because i gotta go to the next right. place so yeah exactly. i have this <laughs> i have this like really great feeling of uh, uh about oklahoma city because if they didn't fuck me over <laughs> well the hell yeah man next time you come down here i'll uh, come out i hey you never know with me i do want to i, I do want to drive across the country and fuck around so just gonna sometime Love next it. year maybe i'm trying to go to california in february to uh meet man oh he's He's doing a, he's doing a convention, and I would like to go oh, no. to that convention. <laughs> I'd like to go to L.A. and go to that convention and meet Man Cow to try to become his friend. So then I can get him on my show and goof on him. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> so, well, yeah. shit. All right. Uh, I'll let well, you Jacob, get thank you. Yeah, I love the show. Uh... Well, thanks for calling. Fight Enjoy. All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, Bye. All right, folks. Here's what we're going to do. 
I'm going to take this next call. I'm going to open up the phone lines right now. I had suspended new calls. Uh, you know, if you need, if you feel like you want to call in, there's room in the queue. Uh, if you don't feel like you want to call in, we'll go ahead and uh, wrap it up here in like a half hour. So I'm answering this call. Well, hello there. Who am I talking to tonight? It's Bear. Oh, it's been so long. Happy Bear's giving, Bear. I kind of thought it was oh, you. Oh, thank you. But I didn't want to guess because there's another, there's a call, another one with, with a high number of calls. So I was like, hmm, is this Bear? But I saw you earlier and I was like, that's Bear. That's got to be Bear. How's it going, Bear? Oh, it's going fantastic. I, I got the job at the car dealership. I have finally gone from Chili's. You, but how's the dealership going? You know? Oh, it's, it feels weird. Cause on the one hand, you know, I'm a worker. I'm definitely getting fucked over. But on the other hand, it's just so much better than every other job I have. <laughs> if there was anything that could convince me that capitalism could work, it's, it's this. <laughs> so you said you're making 15 or 12. Uh, I'm, I'm making 13 actually right now. How many hours, how many hours are you working? Uh, I'm getting like 40 a week ish. Whew, mama mia. That's so much. Was that what you were getting at Chili's? No, I was working like 25 at Chili's. I wasn't, I wasn't doing dick at Chili's. <laughs> You're fucking rich bear. That's the kind of thing. I mean, have you gotten your first paycheck? I've not. It's actually coming this next, this upcoming Friday. Yeah. Should be yeah, this you're Friday. You're sitting around, you're sitting around, right? And you're doing the addition and, uh, you know, really, oh. oh, okay. I'll take off 20% for taxes. I know it's only 15, but. <laughs> oh my God. Like the... Okay. <laughs> I, I, I did the thing that you should never do when you get a higher paying job, which is I, I just really hoped that my first check would be nice. So I went out and I bought, uh, I ordered four brand new tires for my car. It was a shit box. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to put four, I'm going to put a full set of brand new fucking tires, which I never do. I always buy used tires. So I spent like too. way too much on that. And then I'm also, I also went out and bought one of those fucking, uh, you know, those like force feedback, steering wheel things that make for like PlayStation, you know, for like racing games. Not. Yeah. Yeah, I do. One of them was on sale at GameStop. So I picked that up too. And I don't have the fucking money for either. Of them. I just, I, I just did a, a, a thing. Like I was, this is the first year where I was like, I'm not going to buy anything on black Friday. And I didn't, I, I was very lucky that I was able to keep myself away from the store. Cause I, I, I was on the Lego website, just fucking refreshing to find out what was on sale, but it turned out there was nothing I wanted on sale, which was actually very lucky. Cause I would have done the same thing. I would have spent a bunch of fucking money. I didn't have. And, and I would have done oh, yeah. a, a firm or Klarna, you know, one of those things where you buy now, pay later situations. Oh, I, uh, I put it all on my credit card, like a like a jackass. 
Because I was like, oh, I'll just pay it off when I get paid. And now that I'm actually doing the math, I'm like, oh, I can't pay it off when I get paid. Yeah, I'm not going to do that when I get paid. I know. And that's the fucking thing with credit cards is like, you got all the best intentions in the fucking world. But once you got that fucking thing, you're like, uh, well, it wouldn't hurt if I, cause I just bought a Lego set with mine and, and I had to put in my calendar to put that amount of money, like to make that amount of a payment the next time I get paid, because if I don't do it, I'm just, yeah. Gonna, I'm just going to let that thing keep building up. And I know I'm not going to do what I said I was going to do, but it's, you know, what are you going to do? I hate fucking credit cards. They're not good. And what are you doing at the car dealership? What, what is your job? Oh, I'm like a, I'm like a express technician. So it's like a, it's, it's an express tech is like a Honda specific thing, but basically I'm like a, I'm like one of those like discount tire guys, you know, like I do, I do oil changes and tire stuff, you know, occasionally I'll do like a transmission fluid thing, but it's mostly just like oil changes and tires. That's probably pretty sick though. You're not dealing with customers anymore. Like you were at Chili's. Okay, I, mean, I guess you might have to talk to a guy for a minute, but at least you're, he's not standing there watching you work. Okay, no, actually, they'll stand there and watch me work, but I don't have to talk to them because they're not allowed in the shop, like, at all. So I never have to talk to a customer, but they'll stand at, like, the fucking window between, like, the service room of the dealership and the actual shop, and they'll, like, stare at me, and it's the worst shit. I, I hate when they do that. No, oh, brother, I do that. So I can't, I'm, and it's not, God. so I'll sit down and look at my phone for a good amount of time, but if there comes a time where it's just like, and I don't know how long it takes to do fucking anything. You know, I know I get my oil change and it's done in like 20 minutes. So I say 20 minutes for an oil change. And if it's been like 45 minutes, I then start looking out the window. And in my mind, I never say this out loud. Everybody knows I'm a fucking coward or I'm just too nice to do it, to do stuff to service workers. Uh, but like, I'll say in my head, oh, is this going to fucking take all day now? What the fuck is going on here? Why is this lasting? Oh so my long? God. I know that's what they're thinking too. And it's like, dude, there were 16 cars ahead of you. Like just, just chill. <laughs> I just got your car my- in here. It's always the worst. They haven't even fucking touched my car yet. That's the one I always think It's like these motherfuckers haven't oh even my touched God. my car. And so I'm looking and then, and then the pacing starts by the window where it's like, Oh dude, pacing back and forth by the window. (laughs) We had this old ass motherfucker come in on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. And you know, we, we actually get holiday pay here, which is the first time I've ever had anything like that. So like, you know, we're all looking forward to not fucking working on Thanksgiving and getting like a, a like 180 bucks for sitting on our ass. So, you know, we're, we're all ready to get the hell out of there. It's the end of the day. And this old ass motherfucker just keeps walking back and forth in front of the window and like trying to peek his head in the shop and the fucking like head mechanic keeps like telling him like, Hey, you can't fucking be in here. Stop doing that shit. Just annoying the fuck out of all of us. And somehow I got stuck with his fucking car. And he was apparently like yelling at the service dude, like do the desk about how like I rotated the tires wrong or something. I don't even fucking know. <laughs> I, and I, 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 
I, I never say a word. I might, might go up to the counter and say, do you know how long this is going to take? Like to the other person. And then they they usually just blow you off, which is, that's fine with me. I just have, like in your mind, you just have to say something, you know, because you're just like, I'm stuck here at this fucking place. Cause I hate being stuck at the dealership. It drives me up the wall. They don't have nothing to do there. They should fucking put an yeah, no. pool table. It's boring. Oh my God, dude. If we had a pool table at the dealership, I might fucking tell the guy that owns it to do that shit. Cause I would, this is a, this is a little fun fact, a little, little bear war for you. I fucking love pool and I've been playing it like most of my life. And the, the local place to go play pool is called Archer's. It's actually owned by Johnny Archer, who is like a, like a six-time world champion of nine ball. So, like, you know, I got, like, the best place to go play pool, like, not even three minutes from my work. But if I could save that three minutes, that'd be fucking fantastic, dude. Put a pool table in there. Put, like, I mean, those fucking arcade cabinets are so cheap now, too. Oh, God, yeah, the fucking multi-cage. Yeah, get a few of those. Maybe, maybe, uh, uh. You know, oh, a Psychic Gasoline wants to know if the service writers try to upsell the service. Do they try to do the upsell oh, to everybody? Yeah, they do that. And the thing is, I get a, I get extra pay every time I recommend something to them to like get done. You know, so like I'm, I'm going through, I'm going through your fucking car of a fine tooth comb trying to find anything I can sell to you. So like, I'll, I'll be marking shit. I'll be like. No, 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 that's fucking bushing. That's totally fine, and you don't actually need. It's just there to make your car slightly more comfortable, but it costs like $60. Yeah, you need that shit immediately. I hate that fucking, oh, my God, the air filter. It just, that makes me want to fucking lose, Dude, lose my fucking... mind in that fucking thing. No, I okay, don't want it. I, drive... I don't want it. I'll wipe I... it off. The fucking, okay. I drive this really shitty Nissan Rogue, right? In fact, it's so shitty. I'm trying to get rid of it immediately. I just have no fucking money. But that's that's besides the point. Every fucking time I, like, went anywhere for anything wrong with this car that, like, I couldn't do myself. Because, like, I, I did oil changes and transmission service and all that shit myself. I'm not paying someone for that. I can do it myself. Especially now. But, like... You know, anytime I had like an engine problem, they'd be like, oh, you need to replace your air filters, by the way. So I finally fucking ripped the air intake box out of it and just slapped one of those like big ass cone filters on it. That's like, no, I'm not buying another fucking piece of paper that's going to get, that's going to get fucking dusty as hell and not work in a month. Like, I'm done. You're not doing it anymore. That's what they do. You can't say it's thick a fucking, now. It's got like a tiny bit of dirt on it. And they're like, uh, it's got like a, uh Oh, bear, you're in trouble. Uh, for you, it, but that's not a scumbag move outer organism to go through with a fine tooth comb. It's just what you got to, it's, it's actually helping in a way. And then we're all Listen. just trying to not get ripped off. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's my defense, right? I'm not costing anybody anything, right? I'm not going to like service somebody. I'm not, I, we're not going to refuse to service somebody because they're not going to replace their air filter, you know? But True. for that and guy driving a fucking the Land Rover, 
Yeah, for that guy driving the fucking Land Rover, he's got an extra, you know, $6,000 every month to just do dick with. He can buy the fucking expensive-ass bushings and air filters and shit, you know? I can get that bonus yeah. on my check. The only people buying that shit is people who have plenty of money for it. And we all know that. And yeah, I mean, broke people know not to buy the fucking air filter. We all know that. I grew up Yeah, broke not people know it's a scam. Yeah, the air filter's the worst one. But there's, I mean, I also hate it when the motherfuckers make you like uh, uh, the the move where they're like, I I wouldn't even drive out of here in that thing. It's like, motherfucker, I, be, I drove oh, here, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I have done that once. But to be fair, the lady's radiator was almost missing. And I walked out there and I was like, Doug, you gotta do something. Like you can't drive like this. It's, your engine will explode on you. Yeah, and I she's mean, like, the- I've been driving it like that for almost a year now, and I'm like, I don't fucking know how. Like I'm just being honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, people don't understand. This is something I used to fucking get insane about at uh, the cable company. They're like, Well, it was working yesterday, and it's like, Yeah. Everything that breaks was working yesterday. It's yeah, broken. like it had to work it up matter. until the point that it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If it was already fucking broke, you wouldn't even know. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's essentially a day where the day before it was working, and today it's not. That's what broken means. That's what I always fucking yell. That's what broken means. I would get so fucking mad. At these people at the cable company. Oh, my company. God. Because that's the other thing. The cable company, they weren't getting charged for shit, you know? I never charged anybody. I threatened a few times to charge somebody for a service call because they were being a dick to me. You know what I mean? So Ooh. I would be like, well, if I do that, you know, I got to charge you $90 an hour because they were being an asshole. I would never do that any other time. Or I'm trying to get out of work. That's the other thing. It's like you go to a fucking huge house and it's like, I ain't running fucking outlets here. Um, but yeah, I, I know I where you're at. Doing, I, I used to do like fucking freelance PC repair work, you know, just to make some extra cash. And whenever somebody would be like, well, it should be working just fine. I would always be like, then why am I here? And it would usually give them to shut the fuck up, you know? It's the same thing. It was it was working yesterday. Okay, what the fuck? Is, yeah. Then why am I here if you think it's fine? Why are you let me go home? It was always working yesterday. That's every time. You just got you you. Somebody needs to make a, a, one of those signs. You hang out, hang up at a mechanic place. It was always working before it broke, because that was that that used yeah. to make me fucking crazy, man fucking crazy i'd be like your tv's not working it was working yesterday well yeah but it's not now though we're fucking trying to make it work but then they accuse you of breaking it too that's the other fucking problem if you tell somebody that something is fucked up and uh uh if you tell somebody that something is fucked up and then they answer you with like uh they're gonna charge you that does suck for everybody involved but like uh uh it's not your fault that they're being charged. You can't, you can't yeah. give things you, if you, any, any person I think that is listening to this show, 
if they could give away things for free, they, they would. I know I always did. I always was like, you know, I hooked up free cable for people and shit like that. Uh, it's just sometimes that shit, you just, you know, you ain't trying to lose your job. You're not trying to steal, you know, but car dealerships are a hot topic. They're like a, a kind of, you're working at the place where, I mean, you've now done exactly, you've now done exactly what I did and got a job at the place where the most people are the most miserable. Like when I was working for the cable company, uh, they would do those polls about worst companies and it was always like at the top cable companies were always at the top cable companies and car dealerships so you have now entered the world of people just gonna hate you and that's just the way it is i'm good you know what you know what i am gonna say i feel like people were more miserable whenever they go to a fucking chili's than they are at a car dealership <laughs> i I, might be <laughs> I just I think the I I really think the gloom sets in on every fucking person the second they step into Chili's. Like I don't I don't think anyone's ever been happy at a Chili's. I truly don't. That is name uh, if any, if anyone in this chat can name one time they had a good memory at a Chili's, I will give you all the money I own. Like I don't it's not happening. Yeah, my wife recently went with my aunt to uh chilies and she said it was just it's the first time she'd been to chili since you know probably 2003 or four and she was like it was a hard which place was probably the last time it was decent <laughs> yeah so now but i mean the car dealership is a jump up i i actually think from from chilies in that uh it's i i think like people get so mad at because they don't trust anybody in that whole building at all because it's a low trustworthy yeah, no. job. It's a, it's a job that has a very low trust rate. If that's, if that's something you would say, you know, it's yeah. like a low level of like, I don't trust anybody in here. There might not be. Oh yeah. And it I guess fucking I would should say, be like, like, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, if, if I didn't fucking work there, I wouldn't trust dick that anyone said there. I still don't trust the fucking salespeople. Occasionally, the salespeople would come back there and be like, do any of you guys need a car? And we're all like, fuck you. We're not, I don't trust you for shit. No, you can't yeah. run my credit. Go, go somewhere else. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I remember one time when I was, uh, uh, I, I used to get bored when there weren't any calls to do, uh, when I was a service tech at the, at, at insight. And I, one time I went to HH Greg and they apparently at HH Greg get just to wander around and look at shit, you know? And, uh, the salesperson, cause I think I've never heard this for sure. I don't know if there's anybody out here. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody out here who has actually, um, worked for hh greg but i think they get paid on commission and uh i'm standing there looking at this this tv this this big flat screen at the time that was a big fucking deal or, or plasma it was a plasma screen tv at this time and a guy walks up to me and mm -hmm. like, yeah they're switching everything over to digital next year so in fort you're gonna have to buy one of these 
And this is about the best price I can give you. I fucking turned around and he saw that I was wearing the work uniform and he was like, never mind. And just walked away from it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. You know, I fucking personally, I'm like a huge fucking Honda fanboy, you know, cause I'm just a car guy anyways. So when I found out that we had like Honda merch that I could get discounted, I bought up a bunch of it. But it really makes it funny now whenever I go to look at like fucking used cars because I'm looking at like Civics and Acuras and stuff and they'll start telling me something and I'll just be like, yeah, you sure about that? And they'll just be like, eh, well, you know, you fucking know. This car ain't worth shit. What will you give me for it? <laughs> it's really fucking funny. Yeah. I do want to say, I think HH Greg is actually, uh, they sell all the same shit as uh Best Buy, I think the workers just get paid on commission, so it's just a slightly, well, I don't know, because there are times where, like, if people are making commission, it makes the experience kind of better than, like, when you go to Best Buy and you just stand around and nobody wants to talk to you. You, you want to buy something so bad, but they got to go in the back I and fucking... it, and they just keep walking by you. So at least if they're making commission, uh, they'll come up to you and... I... and see what you need i have never had a place to talk about this but i fucking hate best buy with a burning passion there was no place i'd rather go on a last than fucking best buy yeah i mean i think you're prop you're young so i don't think that there was a period before the internet was really taken off where you would just go there and hang out because they had cds they had movies, DVDs, and me and my well, buddies would thing. just go there and hang out. The fucking, the worst, I, I have two fucking terrible Best Buy stories. The first one was when, uh, oh my God, what was the last one in the Firefly Children? Was that one Three from Hell? One of those Rob Zombie movies, right? It released on Blu-ray and DVD, and it was exclusive to Best Buy. And I already owned every other Rob Zombie movie that was out on like physical media. So I had to have it and I had to fucking deal with Best Buy customer service trying to get it because they were like, oh, I don't think we have it. I'm like, you're the only store that has it. It's exclusive to you. You have to have at least one copy of it. <laughs> no one else in this fucking state is buying this. And they're like, no, it's not here. And it was the whole time. It just took me like an hour and a half to finally get someone to go fucking like look in the back. <laughs> Can you go in the back? You go, that's the most annoying word a person says it to a retail person, though. Can you go look in the back? Oh, hey, can you go I look know. in the back? Because it's the worst. And the whole time I was like... Because you know there ain't shit in the back. There's nothing in the back. I was like 99 times out of 100. I know there's nothing there, but just fucking look. There is this time, I swear. And there was. I was right. And I just... And it also made me feel like a shit person because I had to sit there and try to convince them, like, no, it really is in the back. I know your job better than you do. And, like, of course they're not going to fucking listen to me. It sucked. It was so bad. The other one was I went to try to buy a fucking... I went to buy a camera lens, and the guy just kept trying to convince me that I couldn't afford it. And I'm like, motherfucker, who cares? I Give it to me. I'm going to buy it right now. Don't tell me... Oh, God. Yeah. I just saw... Uh, sorry i i just saw hunter x hunter biden said the incentive is fucked with commission because their rent depends on you walking out with the most expensive products and that 
That is true. I'm, I, I think I'm just saying from like a pure customer service, like situation, it's like you, there's two choices in retail. And one is go to Best Buy, where as Hootie Al says, Best Buy used to be the spot. Now there's like one person working in the entire store and it's impossible to buy anything there. Yeah. Like Best Buy, you can go there and nobody can bother. Like, like nobody will talk to you. You can't get a TV. You can't get a fucking washer because there's not enough fucking people working there. And then commission to me was always like uh, um, commission to me was always like, ah, they're a little pushy, but at least they're fucking there to help me, you know? And uh, uh, as they said, as everybody's goofing on the back now, <laughs> sending people to the back, which is very funny. Uh, Psychic gasoline says, yeah, let me go to our warehouse guy, Wayne D back. <laughs> so the back, I got to go to the back. Can you go to the back? There's nothing in the back. There's fucking nothing in the back. I don't even, I've never worked at like a Target or anything or a Best Buy. I just know there's nothing in the back. I just know it. One time I straight up had a Target employee tell me no. When I said, could you check in the back? He said no. And I said, okay. And I was just the end of the, like, what do I, what the fuck else am I supposed to say to that? Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. TST hog UA said, my stepmom came home geeked from Best Buy one Black Friday with an HDMI cable. I got this for $3. Sticker price was $80 uh, at the cable company. I would go to people's house, rich people. We're talking about people with fucking huge McMansions that have huge theater rooms with like, you know, three rows of, of seats in them and, and they're, they're showing. And you, you would come in. Yeah, I'd come in the house and they'd turn on the TV. It's digital, so it's not snowing. The pictures are perfect. They're not glitching or anything like that. Perfect. Guy's like, don't you think that looks kind of bad? And I'm like, no. I think that looks, inc like, that's as good as it could ever possibly look. And he was like, well, I bought these $120 monster cables, and it looks exactly like the free cables that you put on the back of the TV when you installed it. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> he was so mad. I didn't know how to tell him. He, I just was like, take those fucking things back. There is a digital picture is a digital picture. It's not going to be any different. There is nothing perceptible to the human eye that a fucking $80 HDMI cable can, can do for you. It's just... That shit, that's the evil that Best Buy has put in the world. That's one of the most evil things in the world. I have oh, I never say, I've never just bought an HDMI cable. It either just comes with what I need or I take yeah. one from something else that I don't use anymore. I don't think I've ever have, fucking bought an HDMI cable. You can look up monster cables. I'll, I'll look them up right now and I'll let you know because they sell HDMI cables for uh so much h I'm, I'm googling it right now i got it monster hdmi okay because i got them for 28 dollars now um damn they were the company there must be a new company doing the 90 dollar uh google but or they might have just the hustle's gone 
You know what I mean? You can't. You well, can't. Well, they got some decent deals on some like speaker cable. It's not too bad. Even forty dollars. Even a forty dollar cable isn't worth it. There isn't an amount that like the eight ninety nine one works as good as the forty dollar one. Is what I'm trying to say. I'm gonna look Nothing right is- now and see what the most expensive. $430 for an AudioQuest Cinnamon 48 Ultra HDMI cable. <laughs> yeah, right now I'm looking at Monster Platinum Ultra HDMI cable, black 16-foot, standard HDMI, uh, and it is $155.47 for a fucking God. cable. It's, it's so funny, and, and it happens every time. People just fall for it. Because, because it's a guy fucking telling you, uh, there's a guy fucking telling you that they're necessary in order to get the highest fidelity picture. And, uh, it always bums me. It bummed me out every time. It was like, please just, just take it, you know? Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, bear, it was good to hear from you. I hope everything's going good. I got a couple more calls I got to get to. And uh, please call back. Don't be a stranger. Yeah, yeah. I should I should be calling in more regularly now, now that I'm not constantly wanting to die from chilies. Yeah. All right, man. It's good to, or Bear, it's good to talk to you. I missed you last week. Bye-bye. Bye. Right. Bye-bye. Got a monster cable talk here. That's something. Hey, hey, you're talking to Brian. What's up? Hi, Brian. It's Grayson from Orange County, California, um, also known as Fixer Punk in the chat. Um, I'm doing pretty well, pretty tired still, but it feels good to be on the show. So thank you for taking my call. Yeah. What's going on, Grayson? How are you doing? Um, doing pretty well. Um, I was listening to uh, last week's episode, and um, I know you've been talking quite a bit about uh, ManCal and that last call. Um, from the last call-in show about, like, call-in radio shows in general. Um, and you mentioned that you were going to look into something called the Logos Radio Network, or that's how you pronounced it, I believe. I'm not, I'm not trying to be terribly nitpicky here, but there's a little bit of a storyline. I, um, I think it's pronounced Logos because it's probably a Christian radio network, and there's a building, or there was a building here in Orange County called the Lagos Building that was controlled by um, Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa, and they renamed it to the K-Wave Building for their radio station. And the term Lagos is supposed to be Greek. It's Greek for logic, but it's also um, in uh, in Christian theory referring to the, the Bible um, or the Word of God. Um, so just one weird nitpicky note there, but on the same line of radio and call-in shows, um, I'm not sure if you've looked too much into the saga between Mancow and the syndicator that he was with between roughly 2011 and 2014, um, Talk Radio Network and Roy and Mark Masters. Um, are you familiar with, with what happened there with, with the demise of uh, TRN? Uh, no, I don't think I am. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know that like his, I know that he did jump to something new and like, I don't remember when it was like, he's, he's jumped a lot. I, I don't think his ratings were very good. So, 
Uh, uh, but yeah, what happened? Yeah. Um, to give a little bit of background, so TRN or Talk Radio Network is this conservative radio network that was back in like 2008, they were like number two in the country or something like that. Um, and their programming was a lot of when I was a young kid, a 12 year old, constantly like listening to radio, calling into radio, conservative talk radio. They programmed pretty much the entire day schedule on this local station here in Southern California called KLAA, which is the um, LA Angels baseball team's radio station that for some reason was a conservative talk station before it became an all sports format station. And I would listen to their programming a lot. They had like Michael Savage, um, Rusty Humphreys, Jerry Doyle, um, Laura Ingram, um, Andrea Tantaros, a few um, um, somewhat, I guess, mid-tier conservative talk radio hosts. Um, but they started to shift more into like entertainment programming. Um, and it was the son of the, of the guy who started it who was going into that. And apparently somehow that company just went completely up in flames after some disputes with their advertising rep firm. And it came to light that the people who were running it were kind of, kind of crazy. The, so the, the people who owned it, um, Roy and Mark masters, Roy masters, um, used to have this like advice talk radio show late at night. And he would specifically be on stations, AM radio stations that would carry like across the country or for like uh, multiple state regions at night because of the way that AM radio waves bounce off. So I would be able to listen to him from here in Southern California off of a radio station in Las Vegas. Um, yeah, called I do remember. Set. Yeah, it is it some it's some weird thing where like at a certain time you can hear it, right? Like I yeah. I remember people yeah, talking about night. how they could hear AM radio, like something happened at night that made it so you could hear it uh, across the country. Correct. The sky. Yeah, it's called the sky wave effect. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, um, and that so. Um, I would listen to that show and I don't know why I would listen to it. The guy was just weird. This Roy Masters, apparently he had some sort of religious cult um, called the foundation of human understanding. And he would do this like advice radio show where people would call in about their like personal dilemmas and he would try to advise them and try to be, I guess, a minister of sorts even though there was like controversy between him and the IRS about him calling himself a church. Um, <laughs> and he had a, yeah, he also, he, he had like this whole thing around how like liberal political views came from being under sort of hypnosis. And then he had these tapes, like, I guess they're kind of this meditation tape, I guess you can call it called be still and know. Um, and he would promote that through the show. And apparently the show was being bundled with this other talk radio network programming that was popular programming like man cow, Phil Hendry, um, those conservative talk radio hosts that I mentioned, and he'd be allowed to spout off and, and, and people more and more over the years started to describe him as a train wreck. I think he kept broadcasting all the way up until the time he, uh, he died in 2021 uh, but he was giving a lot of like, it was just a kind of a crazy advice call-in show that 
that that he had and i didn't even realize there was like a whole cult background to it but there's this article in the daily beast that explains sort of the weirdness of trn um and it's very very intriguing uh it's called the godfather of right-wing radio and it explains kind of how they were transitioning between this partisan stuff to less partisan content um really really weird people but it was a lot of the formative years from like the age of 11 to like 15 or 16 their radio content was a lot of what I would what I would consume and what formed my political views. And obviously, looking back now, it's kind of crazy. That yeah, I left well, stuff like that influenced me. But it's funny because I think that, like, I mean, at your age, and even at the time where I had started catching some of this stuff, it, it was I, I don't know, like Rush Limbaugh or Michael Savage or a, any of these people, right? Nobody has really talked much about like, um, like people don't tell you that it's not news and that it's just an entertainment show. So you feel like, oh, this is news, but it's a little more entertaining. So you don't tend to think critically about it. If, if that makes sense to you, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, you don't you don't think critically about it because you think you're being handed unfettered truth. I guess. So I think that's how conservative radio worked for years. People just didn't know it was show business. It was entertainment. And like uh that's why Air America came out and and ultimately failed. Because I don't think that uh um I don't think that like they people understood that or I think that liberals kind of wanted news and not entertainment and kind of understood that air America was entertainment. So it became this thing where like, you know, uh, the conservative people just had been indoctrinated in this style of radio and, uh, the, the, the liberals, you know, hadn't been. So they caught it at like a kind of older age. I think, I think conservative talk radio is, is like, it's just a case of like it if it catches you at a at at a certain time in your life, it's always going to get you every single time you know it's it, especially <laughs> if you're if you're young and male i mean listen i when you look at what conservatives talk about what their their sort of uh what their politics and stuff is, it is really attractive to a young straight white male because the other side is telling you like tougher truths you know and we all want to sit down we all want to feel good and we all want to feel like we're included and i think that like that's what it meant for me a lot of time for that short period of time where i was listening to limbaugh and uh glenn beck it was i just I don't know. Those guys were saying stuff and I was just like, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, and I never considered anybody else's opinion. I only considered the sort of straight cishet white male opinion. So I, I never, you know, understood why I, I guess that's why they got me. And it, 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 it's like, there's gotta be a way that, that like you can get to those people. I mean, in the early days of street fight, I was like really delusional. And I was like, 
you know, maybe we'll get to some of those people and, and stop them from getting into right wing stuff. Uh, I, I don't know. That's that my goal. Worked. Yeah. I don't know if that ever worked for us or if yeah. I, I mean, I'm just, I think that like, for me, I don't, I just don't know if I ever, if we ever pulled it off. And, uh, I think we're, we're, I would love to, but it's about, I, I think it's a, uh, I do think it's a, a, a good goal to try to intercept people from heading in that direction because I think it's possible, but it's, it's really hard to, you know, for me, it became very hard to thread the needle of like, okay, so I have to talk about these things. I don't want to talk about this shit anymore. Uh, and I just, I don't know. I could never thread the needle. I just wanted to do a funny show after I a think, period of time. Yeah. I think it, ha I think it happens a lot more naturally than you might think. Um, because the more intentional you get about this and, uh, my background is in, uh, political and advocacy communications. I actually, uh, for those who aren't familiar, I was on the board of Tea Party Youth and I was working in some conservative minority outreach organizations, but there was not really an attempt by any conservative talk radio to really pander to people necessarily. Um, and there, and, and those things would still reach people. Um, and there was a little bit more of an attempt to reach people specifically um, through different approaches for minority and youth populations. But with the rise of um, Trumpism, the funding to those more specialized areas kind of went away and it became sort of a generalized narrative. Um, so I do believe it, it, it occurs rather organically, um, but it, it, it has to come from people who have had that experience. I can tell you that um, as I was exiting conservatism, Tree Fight Radio was very helpful to me. I found it maybe a year or two after that kind of all broke for me. And it certainly was helpful because it gave as close of a replacement as I could possibly find anywhere um, to the feeling that I got from conservative talk radio. Um, but the message has to be very, very authentic, very vulnerable, and pretty intense. Um, and I talk quite a bit um, on, on my podcast about some of these strategies to reach the specifically that young male population that you talked about. Um, now I'm half Latino and I'm raised by my uh, Latino side of the family because my dad's out of the picture on my mom's side. Um, but I still got caught up into this conservative talk radio stuff. And that's a whole different discussion. Um, but I do believe that there is hope for it, but it's not going to be anything that's quantitatively measurable. And that's the difficult part because you can see the success of a show like Street Fight, but you can't really see who it's reaching, even with the best opinion research possible. And if you were to try to angle things based on polling numbers, you may wind up ruining the authenticity of what you're actually doing. So creating that authentic community is something that I think sort of happens organically, and it has to kind of come through spontaneous order, not certainly not out of the mind of a political campaign strategist around a specific election with a target date and the way the left does yeah. things. But the one thing I noticed on the right is that the right is constantly funding media and communication and all kinds of infrastructure because there's always somebody who's conservative, who has money, who's willing to throw money at even the most crazy thing. That's why you have like yeah. the crazy advertisers on Alex Jones, 
those products that are somewhat un- unusual that get these host pitches, there's always somebody to throw money at it. Whereas on the left, either you're getting advertising dollars from mainstream consumer packaged goods advertisers, because that's who will buy for what is perceived to be a lower income left-wing audience, or you're getting um, campaign specific funding in, through a nonprofit, which has zone restrictions or a campaign entity, which is by nature a time limited entity. Um, so it's harder to have those organic laboratories because the people who are funding me, who are funding me at Tea Party Youth, they're by no means big donors, but they had enough money they could, that they could pay some people some money to do stuff. And I don't see that kind of infrastructure, those kind of meshes and networks of random person who's making them the hundreds of thousands of dollars a year who's willing to throw, say, even $8,000 at a local election or at some kind of content project or whatever. I don't see that as much as very much just organically fueled by projects like what, what you're doing with Street Fight. And that's what I've been trying to kind of figure out through my podcast, through the Fixer Punk podcast. Um, and I'll pitch that um, at the end. But I, well, I think I, that there is still hope. Well, it worked out for us because we just, I guess it was pers- lucky. We're very lucky. I mean, that's another thing. It's like when you don't have yep. those crazy, when you don't have the Koch brothers or, or anything like that behind you, there's a certain amount of luck that just people got to find you. And it's like this constant grinding to, to figure out how to, how to get to people. But yeah, I mean, I think, I, I don't know. I, I just, I'm very hesitant to take credit for anything ever. And, and I don't also think that, that I don't also think that I don't think radio is the way to the future anymore. Like, like air over the air radio, uh, Mochi in the chat asked, wasn't street fight on the radio. Yeah, it was, uh, it was on the radio but it was on a community radio station. And I mean, it was a low power FM. It was, people weren't hearing it. And uh, I mean, we found that out when we started doing a call-in show. We just weren't getting calls from, that we were getting calls from people from Twitter and, and you know, watching in the room and stuff like that. So um, the FM, it's just- the, the radio signal though is good for, is good for um, really a couple things. Number one for legitimacy, number two for, for press passes. So uh, that's, that's kind of the I do have one of utilitarian part of it. Um, I do think that in certain cases that the broadcast medium can be very, very helpful, especially if you're being, if you have a high enough of a signal, um, if maybe you have more of an entertainment skew with an existing audience and or if you're trying to get around like the online algorithms and you have enough that that you have people listening to it within your signal area, then it, it can it can certainly be be viable. But most of a lot of the growth is being driven by social media platforms, which unfortunately yeah. have their restrictions. Like I try yeah. to grow through my TikTok, um, but and and there are like all this all these words I have have to dance around it. On the radio, you just have like the words that the FCC doesn't want you to say, and just generally not being bad enough that you're not serving the public interest, whatever ambiguous standard the current administration wants to hold to that. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Well, Grayson, I want to thank you for calling. Tell people where to find you. Yep. 
Yeah, so website is fixerpunk.com, F-I-X-E-R-P-U-N-K.com. That has the subscription for the Fixer Punk podcast, where I talk about issues of personal and social change and really focusing on building communities around um, this sort of infrastructure that the right has that's almost like a totalizing institution, but trying to do it for the left. Um, still in its infancy, um, but very. Uh, I also get pretty personal on there. Um, and especially on the TikTok at Fixer Punk. Um, and that is going to be probably the most up to date place. And Twitter is at Grayson Nation, G R E Y S O N N A T I O N. Some politics there, but mostly wrestling posts. Thank you so much yeah, for having yeah. me. Yeah, thanks for calling, buddy. It's good to hear from you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I kind of was like a dude that I, I don't know. I think it's very hard for people to understand the difference between news and, and entertainment. And also, again, it's like, so, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy that watches wrestling. So, you know, I do know what is show business. I know that sports are show business. I, 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 like, I get, I can figure that out now, but I was not savvy to that even in my twenties. So, I just, I don't know how you can expect people to know the difference between what is a show and what is news. I mean, there isn't any news. None of it's fucking news. All right, I'm going to take this last call. I'm going to take this last call. Hey, you're talking to Brian. What's up? Hey, it's Bacon in St. Louis. How's it going, man? Great. How are you? I'm doing good. Just got done doing a Thanksgiving holiday at my local retail gig. Fun time. Oh. You know, doing the job of two people when you're one person. Uh, I know you can't say where, but uh, did you have to work on no, Thanksgiving? No, I'm a, no, no, I'm a union grocery store, so I got paid to sit on my <laughs> ass. But, uh, you know, the days lead I up thought... to make more than make up for it. When you said... When you said retail, oh yeah. I mean, I worked at Kroger for like eight months, and in that eight months, the holidays happened—the the Thanksgiving and Christmas—and fuck, man, those were really hard days. the 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 day before Thanksgiving was, they'd be like, "We close." we're closing at eight or something like that on the day before Thanksgiving, and we closed at six on christmas eve but it just it was really like it, it was like the worst some of the worst days of, of any of the working i've ever done was because people get out of hand on on times like this yeah i had someone throw some eggs at me this past week but that's not the bad <laughs> part of this week uh So uh, normally we have like food provided for us. It's like pizza, you know. I'm expecting pizza party this year. We got to have uh, sandwiches that are made uh, with uh, slave labor from our local uh, community jail because that's who they hired to freaking do all the pre-made meals now. No, fucking slave labor. And you're a union shop. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not. uh, that pleased about it, even though the jelly is you... separate union. You know, we're all uh... oh fuck. We've brought it up. That's... It's uh, 
something's in the works about that. I don't want to give him the jump, but something's in yeah. the works. Fuck. So I might be coming back here in a few weeks. So. Yeah, I'm curious about but, that um, because it, 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 like prison labor is scab labor, basically, and they're not getting paid, yeah. you know, or they're not getting yeah, paid yeah, real yeah, money. Like, it's slave labor, and it's also yeah. almost like kind of a, a, you know, they shouldn't be, they, they, you know, they pay them nothing. It costs nothing, and then they're making your sandwiches. Were they crummy sandwiches too? Because I mean, uh, yeah, I, I got like food poisoning from the freaking chicken salad one. Ew. Yeah. Well, you know what? I hate to say this, but uh, chicken salad. I mean, don't eat. Listen, I'm not trying to be a dick here. Don't eat fucking stuff with mayonnaise. Um, if it, if if it's a, a pre-packed bag lunch. <laughs> mayonnaise and chicken you were really pushing your luck i gotta tell you but i know people have heard me well, talk about I this eat, on here i don't eat pre-made sandwiches so i might be being a snob actually i simply don't eat them either but you know it's free i most was like eating the snacks like they had like uts chips and stuff or name brand soda so that was kind of cool yeah, I I've never heard of them doing uh I've never heard of them doing like catering and shit. I I know that like they prison made like I know that there's like prison made like cheese and and stuff like that, but uh I I really had no idea. I have, I have like uh I'm looking it up. Uh and what comes up in prison sandwich is how to make that cool ramen noodle sandwich that well it's like, not rips. that they're it's not that they're made in the prison guys in the chat it's a we they transport the labor there you know they go on like a work detail mm. the reason i happen to know is i went to the place where you know the stuff's made and i got to see them there wearing their like a snazzy uh missouri department of corrections shirts jesus that is that's a real bummer I, I i it sucks that you know the union wouldn't yeah, look into something like that you know now it could be that the people at the the central prepared area is uh they might not be union. it could just be the store labor union and uh the other parts aren't yeah 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 because i know they make i i know that they make food whole foods has some prison food right like some of the stuff they sell at Whole Foods is prison labor. I don't know which stuff. Because they do a really good job at sort of hiding it from you. You know? Um, so it's hard to even fucking know. This prison sandwich search that I just did is uh, incredible. They have just recipes from people in prison on how to make food. Yeah, no, Which I is... Those sandwiches sound good. I make the ramen noodle sandwiches. Oh, you you were there? No, it's a line from the Sopranos. Like this guy, Phil, is this talking to. He's like, I have to compromise. I make grilled cheese on a radiator. <laughs> no, no, I I mean, but have you ever seen those? There's YouTube videos of people. Well, the guy pretends to be in prison at this point, but he makes these sandwiches that they make. And uh, he makes these sandwiches that they make in 
in the prison and 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 like so it's like ramen noodles with like hot sauce and it's just a bunch of shit you know um yeah it's a lot of calories so that it's for lifting it's very it looks extremely fucked up but people love it i i've read the reviews for that stuff so so yeah Yeah, i uh, hope they get everything Oh god! Oh, yeah, sorry. sorry. I was just gonna talk about like I was gonna talk about like you know the cheap meals you make. You ever make hot dog sandwiches? Like not a hot dog, a hot dog sandwich. No, but I used to. I'll tell you something. Oh, are you are you talking like hot dog? But instead of a bun, you use white bread. Yeah, but you slice the hot dogs in half lengthways and like get like two of them in there and lay them down and then. Make like a sandwich of it with cheese and a tomato on it. You, you know what the sickest broke people stuff is in the world that I just lived on for several years is Carl Budig meats. You know the meats like in a pouch? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the little packet of them. They're like two for yeah. a dollar or something. Yeah, very cheap. And well, I just... 10 for 10. Yeah, I spent... I, I fucking ate those for years for like a lot of my dinners because I was like, it's me, you know? And, uh, but it's so, I could never even picture myself eating it now. My sandwich that I would make was I would just buy the turkey and I would put lettuce and tomato because those are cheap to buy and then white bread and then chips, potato chips on it. I mean, world's driest sandwich of all time. But, uh, I mean, I did it and, uh, it was, it was pretty, it, that shit was very brutal. So it's, uh, uh, oh, Grayson said, my mom told me stories of being sent on a school field trips as a kid with cold hot dogs as her sack lunch. I used to <laughs> eat cold hot dogs like a motherfucker. I was always eating a cold hot dog back in the day. Yeah. It was like bologna, you know, so that cold hot dog. But, uh, Will you keep me posted on this, please? I will. I will. Thank you for calling. It was good talking uh, to you, Brian. Always good. Bye bye. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the chat here. Uh, garbage bag stew. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hated, I did corn dogs quite a bit like i was a corn dogs guy uh uh because those are cheap too it's just the hot dog sandwich i mean i was so on hot dogs but i put the hot dog i put one hot dog and then put bread around it and i would eat like four hot dogs i would buy castleberries coney sauce i don't know if anybody knows castleberries it's the cheapest shit in the world and uh, you hook that up and put it on a hot dog. It's the best tasting shit you could ever have. It's the best chili. It, it, it's, it's mystery meat. So, uh, you know, get, take from that what you will. Um, it's good to see you all today. This week on Street Fight, the other show, uh, it is me and Adam Hudson from Citations Needed. Uh, 
the the uh, gut shot this week will be with Patty Mo, Patrick Monahan from uh, What a Time to Be Alive, and uh, uh, yeah, Twitter, and uh, so that's gonna be your that's gonna be your shows this week. I think I'm guesting on Radio Free Tote Bag, and uh, I hope you all have a really good week. And uh, I'm gonna bring you a funny show later on this week. Bye bye. Yeah.